Hello and welcome to the Lou Review. This is your host Rosa and tonight my special guest is Chef Mike Bow. I met him because he works at the Red Yeti and he was donating his time at the Taste of Independence and made some culinary masterpiece. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I voted for people's favorite. Hey, you won people's favorite at Taste of Independence. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. means something. That's a whole bunch of food nerds. A lot of, bri- nerds a lot of bribery. There. A lot of bribery on. going yeah. on. <laughs> Everybody was getting free food from everywhere, so I don't know what constitutes yeah. a bribe. A lot of threats, <laughs> threats and bribery. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I just missed the threat part. <laughs> right. So, Mike, um, can you tell us a little bit about how uh, you came to work at the Red Yeti? Ooh, start so start. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Oh, well, you're it welcome. Really, thank really, you for it's, coming. It's really cool. Um, it's has been this has been cool. So I look forward to the conversation. Um, we've already been talking so much. Yeah. We felt like, oh, we better get started, or we're <laughs> yeah, gonna we talk about hit everything. Record. <laughs> I can. I mean, I can. I can start at the. You know, I'll start back a little ways. Um, in 1980, I was born to a beautiful woman. Aww. I'm just kidding. No, I'm, you know, start from birth. Um, so, <laughs> start with buttering up your mama, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm originally from Charleston, West Virginia. It's a very small town on the outskirts of Charleston. Um, very near the whitewater rafting mountains of West Virginia. And um, I went to Marshall University in Huntington. Mm-hmm. And where they say we are Marshall. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. The ball game was today. Oh, was it? Yeah. How'd you do? So um, I, I'm pretty sure we won. Okay. I didn't watch the okay. last part of it. Uh, I'm okay. pretty sure. It looked like you were gonna win. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it Good. looked that way. Good deal. Um, I went. I started as a. Um, I wanted to be a painting major when I started mm. school. Um, Specifically. So yeah. So I took lots of art classes um all through school i worked in restaurants i worked in mm-hmm. um you know just to just to party money you know mm-hmm. and um eventually i realized like man this is going to be tough you know this is going to be tough to finish out school mm-hmm. as an art major and where's the money going to come from you didn't want to be a starving artist? You know, yeah, well, <laughs> I thought so. You yeah. Know. So um, I I worked in this small Irish pub called Mycroft's. It's R.I.P. Mycroft's, by the yeah. way. This was, this was, um, this Marshall University is in Huntington, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And Mycroft's was uh, just a beautiful little, well, I say beautiful, but it was a, it was a beautiful to me. It was a little dingy mm-hmm. Irish pub. Mm-hmm. I worked in the kitchen there. Um, I also worked on the line at a Southwest restaurant and I worked in a bakery. Were they beautiful to you too? Very much so. Aww. Very much so. I worked for this old German woman in this bakery, Big Bear Bakery. Um, I think it was Hilda or Hilga, I think Mm -hmm. this old, this old German woman that Mm -hmm. just, you know, she wrapped me up, you know, and I just, but, but anyway, back to Mycroft's, I, I ended up. The kitchen manager of my cross would call me Ace. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd always call me Ace. I was 18, 19. Mm-hmm. So I realized, like, man, I might be, this, this is kind of working here. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm doing well here. Mm-hmm. This guy's calling me Ace, you know, this is working. <laughs> so, it's not because he didn't remember your name uh, at all. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, well, he, you know, this is back when you mm-hmm. could smoke cigarettes in the kitchen. Or oh, right. my. 
mm-hmm. but, you know, and this, it's not, it wasn't that long ago, but I, it was a I thing. Know, so he was, you know, he'd be in the back standing there watching me with his, with, I can see him now with the bill of his hat all down, mm-hmm. holding the, holding the beer and a shot of Jägermeister, just watching me, waiting for me to mess up, <laughs> but he didn't have to do it, you know? So, um, he would call me ace and he would start, he would let me do specials. Oh. You know, no real experience, but I was mm-hmm. I was able to do food specials, and I, I remember still posting these, writing these specials on the chalkboard and putting it on the sidewalk, and I, it just made me feel. I was like, man, this is <laughs> this guy's actually letting me create these specials and put them out on the chalkboard. You wow. know, coming and, up with the idea and yes. everything. Okay, and I'm wow. working in the kitchen alone. That's some great validation. At, at, I was young. Yeah, you know, so. I'd always worked in, in kitchens. I finished with, um, an associates in management and I got like a regent's bachelor of arts. So I got a bachelor's and an associates business forward. Mm -hmm. Um, and in 2002, my girlfriend at the time and I, we moved to Louisville after graduating Mm -hmm. for Marshall and I ended up with the lead cook position at Bristol. Oh, yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. downtown, not on Main, uh-huh. but Bristol at Jewish Hospital. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so like that was... Anyway, I'd finished with this management degree, come down, um, i get a job in the kitchen because that's all I'd ever done, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember my dad being like, a cook, huh? That's your plan. You're going to be a cook. Hey, people got to eat. Uh, yeah, so... Um, I feel like I really excelled there too. So, and I'm, I'm giving you the long, I'm giving you the long here. That's so. what I want. Yeah. That's, I'm, we're I'm not doing here it. for sound bites. <laughs> I'm giving we're you he- the long. We're here for the whole story. So I'm at Bristol. Um, the chef called me a sous chef, but on paper I was called a lead line cook. Okay. okay. You know, from, Aww. from the, cause Jewish hospital ran the Bristol. It was in a hotel downtown. Mm-hmm. Old Louisville heads know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so the chef, Art, was his name. He got laid off. And we used to have a telephone in the kitchen, like one of the dial-up phones that hung in the kitchen. And he got laid off. We, we turned out to be pretty close. We were pretty close. Um, so he was he was laid off, and the phone rings in the kitchen, and like, you know, whoever, we would run up and answer the phone because... Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to answer the phone. So I answer the phone, and it's him. And he's like, Mikey, Mikey. <laughs> he would always call me Mikey. He'd be like, Mikey, you want to get out of there? I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Do I? So, <laughs> Do I? <laughs> so he, he knew some folks that were opening a small bistro in Jeffersonville. This is 2002. Okay. It was a small bistro where Match is now, the cigar bar in Jeffersonville. Yeah. And I ended up getting the executive chef position at this small bistro. I guess he thought I was I was ready to do it, you know. So he wasn't the chef there. No. Okay. He just knew some folks. Oh, okay. And I, I don't know Did if the money put was your a, name out there. Yeah, he says, Hey, oh. I know this guy, you know, maybe maybe he won't burn the place down. Who knows? Hey, <laughs> that's handy. No so, burn the place down. Yeah, yeah, who knows? So I, I go there as the executive chef. I'm there for a couple of years. Um this is all running off of a straight 
hard knock experience. Yeah, because your degrees were in business, right? Degrees were in business. so Because you switched to that from painting. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm at this little cafe in Jeffersonville, and an opportunity arose back in Charleston, West Virginia, to run a restaurant in a casino. Okay. And it was way more money. Yeah. (laughs) So it was way more money. So I put my hat in there and I got the job. Okay. So I was at this place for like two years. I go to this casino. The restaurant was called the French Quarter. Okay. It was more upscale. Now this bistro, we were doing kind of upscale food, but the, the, uh, the casino restaurant was, you didn't really have any, there was no food costs, you know. To be concerned about because you want to be impressive. And they, well, they, they wanted to take care of the people that were spending money at the mm-hmm. casino. So, yeah. you, you know, it was like, do your thing, do your lobster, do your steak, yeah. do your thing. You know, I, I remember I had to run the, the food and beverage director told me that he wanted to see a 40% food cost. I remember him telling me that. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. So, which is very high. Okay. You know, that's, yeah, that's not a goal you want to hit. Okay. 40%. <laughs> so, um, after I was there for two or three years running this restaurant, the food and beverage director, he's like, hey, I think there's an opportunity you might be interested in. I'm like, okay. He's like, but we need to get some letters next to your name. I'm like, some letters? Okay. So... You're like, I do know my alphabet. Right. So (laughs) I I applied for a program at the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York. And this was a program specific to professionals, to chefs. You couldn't enter the program. It was an immersion program. And you couldn't you couldn't enter the program unless you were had I can't remember what it was at the time, 10 years experience and this long as a chef or whatever. It was four professional chefs. So I got accepted. This is while I'm working at the casino. I got accepted to that immersion program at the CIA and I took a sabbatical. At the CIA. Yeah. Because it was called the what? Culinary Institute of America. Okay. Yeah. The CIA. Yeah. Well, oh, and okay. if, if, and, and folks that know, know, you know, mm-hmm. it's called the, the short is the culinary mm-hmm. is what it's called. It's okay. in Hyde Park, New York. Gotcha. So I am accepted to this program. I'm the, the casino pays my way. I go up, I do this program, I get certified. Um, through this program and the American Culinary Federation. So now I have my letters. So I'm a mm-hmm. certified chef de cuisine. This is 2007. Yeah. So I come back. The food and beverage director is like, okay, you did your thing. The mother company that owns the casino needs a corporate executive chef. I'm 26 years old, 27, 26, 27. Mm-hmm. Needs a corporate executive chef. We think you should... Put your hat in. So I get the job as the corporate executive chef for, for three casinos. Whoa. <laughs> so it's there's one in Hazel Park, Michigan. There's one in Hollywood, Florida. And then the one in Charleston, West Virginia. Oh, so, my goodness. That's pretty spread out. Yeah. I ran 11 outlets. Goodness. Um, flew around all over the place. I mean, I would get I would get a call saying, hey, you know, we, we've got a meeting on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It'd be Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. you know. 
and then your plane tickets and your email. Okay. So I would fly to Florida, fly to Michigan, flying all over the place. So, um, I'm at, I'm, I'm, I, I, I realize I want to open a restaurant. This is after doing the corporate executive chef for a while. Mm -hmm. And from the casino, I started, I, I started teaching culinary arts. This is probably 2008, maybe. 2009, early 2009, I started teaching culinary arts at Marshall Community and Technical College in okay. Huntington. So I leave the casino, start teaching to allow me the time to build a restaurant because I'm never going to have that time as a corporate chef. Right. So I leave Too the casino. Too busy running their restaurant. So, yeah, lots mm -hmm. of them. So, so now I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. Um I'm I'm working, you know, <clears throat> 60 whatever plus hours a week at the casino and now I'm working 24 hours a week teaching mm -hmm. culinary arts. Man. So it allots me the time to build a restaurant. The name of the restaurant was Huntington Prime. That was in Huntington, West Virginia downtown. Mm -hmm. Little upscale white tablecloth restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, 2013, we had a real good run there mm -hmm. and it does what restaurants like to do, you know. And I was young too. I mean, yeah. I was, you know, I was young, partying, oh my. chugging, chugging, chugging. I mean, you name it. You know, I was, mm -hmm. I was the, and I, I hate to even say this now. It's, mm -hmm. it's easier for me to say now, but I was the absolute stereotypical, what you think of when you think of crazy drinking chef. Oh know. no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went, I went. Were you also smoking as you cooked? Uh, not on like, the line. Like your guy. <laughs> like no. your guy who is supervising you calling you no. ace. <laughs> well, I, I, I went crazy. I mean, I was a little, I had a lot of success and um, I was the man about town, you know. So I was, okay. and I just, man. You get I, full of yourself? I, 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 it's, it's, you know, to say that, to, to say that, mm -hmm. to hear that now, probably. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, but that's, I was, I was the, I'm the chef, I'm the, you know, <laughs> and I would go to bars in town and everybody uh -huh. would call me chef, you know, yeah. at the, just the local bars. Yeah. Anyway, the restaurant closes. You got to have that cheers experience where everybody knows your name. Uh, yeah. Which was a bad thing. That was not a good thing. Why when everybody thing? knows your name at the bar oh, when you're drinking you're too so, much yeah, okay. anyway. That's fair. So yep. the restaurant closes in 2013. Um, I'm with my current wife now. We weren't married yet. She's mm -hmm. a nurse practitioner, but she mm -hmm. was in school to get her master's to become a nurse practitioner. Mm -hmm. We were living in Huntington. Mm -hmm. The restaurant closes. We're like, let's get out of Huntington. Let's yeah. get out of here. Mm -hmm. An opportunity uh, comes about here with the folks, the, the current, the previous owners of the Red Yeti. We okay. meet online. Um, we end up moving to Louisville and I opened the Red Yeti with the previous owners. They sold in 2018. We have, mm. we have new owners now. Okay. But you've been there since the beginning. I've been there since. So what was the concept that drew you at the um, Red Yeti? Well, I, I, obviously I was looking for an opportunity to do, um, to, to not have any guardrails, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't want to go somewhere after, especially. Because you were used to that autonomy of deciding oh the menus. Yeah, everything. especially after owning a restaurant too. It's mm -hmm. like I didn't want, I didn't, I didn't want to just go into 
ownership again, but I wanted to have, I didn't want, I didn't want to jump into a place where anyone owner included was like, here's your menus, you know, and which is, that happens, you know, obviously. You so. wanted to paint your own plates because yes. this was your art? Yes. Yeah, so, I get that. I, I, you know, the, the guys from California, his wife is from Indiana and they moved back to open the Red Yeti and they wanted somebody that they didn't have to worry about the food. Mm. They didn't want to mess with the food. They didn't want any part of it. They wanted mm. food, but they didn't want any part of it. <laughs> so that was attractive to me. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like a good match. Yeah. So that was, we opened in 2014. Okay. So it took a while to get, cause it was just a, it was pretty much bones, you know? Mm -hmm. So I came in with Had them. Had it been something else in that building? It's Had been like, a, it's been everything. You oh, know? really? I mean, the building was built in 1850. So oh yeah, that's one of those places. It's mm -hmm. been the hardware store, and the, <laughs> it's been a, it's been everything. But it never been a restaurant. Never been a full service restaurant. Oh okay. So that was you know the the plumbing to the electrical to the hood system to everything, mm -hmm. and we worked together on a. They had a lot of that stuff planned, but I finished it off. You know so yeah. yeah. They sold in 2018 mm -hmm. to a couple from Louisville. The, Mm -hmm. they've they've owned it ever since and they're just they've been wonderful they've really put money into it i'll put a lot of thought mm -hmm. behind it did you rebrand it all or have you stayed true to like the same kind of concept the whole time can you describe it we thought it was dangerous to check because what we were doing worked so well okay you know so what is the concept we are a farm to table gastro pub i mean that's that's kind of what my that's what my explanation has evolved into from mm -hmm. a Southern restaurant. We're a Southern restaurant. We're a casual restaurant, you know, but we really are a farm to table gastro pub. We were doing farm to table from the beginning and mm -hmm. 2014, you know, yes, it's happening. There were a few restaurants, several, but not like it is now that we're mm -hmm. on the farm to table bus mm -hmm. and we went into it full steam. So <clears throat> that concept for us, it really worked. You know, people, I think they were coming in thinking like, I'm going to come, I'm going to go here and get some wings and some fries. And well, I mean, when you look at it, yeah, you look at the Red Yeti sign and this mm -hmm. picture of a big Red Yeti for real. And it's like, oh, this is where scruffy guys go for greasy food. Exactly. And it, exactly. then I met you at Taste of Independence and I was like, um, I'm sorry, is this what you serve there? Because <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> yeah. I. But, what did you even make? It was like some kind of. God, what was it actually? Uh, it oh, was, geez. Was it beef? And then uh, it was like, but it was. It was brisket. So, brisket. Yeah, we did. And you had like some vegetables and it was on top of, was it cream cauliflower? It was, yes. It was. Best a, cauliflower ever. That's by cool. The I way. love to hear that. Yeah. Whoa. It, it, hey, um, that's saying something for cauliflower. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that a lot. I've heard that a lot about that specific. Make me like vegetables puree. and you have my respect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I. It, so when when the current owners purchased, we did some alterations to the logo. Um, we used to brew beer. Oh, really? Yeah, we used to in brew beer. In the Red beer. Yeti. And there was a small operation in the back. I mean, literally a closet. It was, it was never worth our time and effort. It just never was. Right. Um, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work, and the, yeah, the folks yeah. that were the folks that were involved um, before, mm -hmm. um, 
it just wasn't something that he was able to put enough time into mm -hmm. and it, it kind of showed through the product you know mm -hmm. but we stopped that in 2009 that was before COVID, i guess we stopped brewing beer so anyway, to answer your question, the the the, con <laughs> the concept has only gotten more refined as far as the food and the cocktail program goes. Mm -hmm. You know, so so they come in for a casual experience, but they're getting really elevated menu options and drink options. Yeah, I mean, it's stuff that you're it's food that you're familiar with. You know, it's food that you're familiar with, but then it's not only is it plated and presented in a in a more upscale fashion but you can tell that there's real there's real thought and energy into the into the the products and fresh ingredients there's a lot we put i mean i know it sounds cliche but we put <laughs> so much damn work into mm -hmm. working with farmers and we've got folks that grow stuff just for us and That's do a great. lot of work for us you know that's not they have no involvement with the restaurant other than selling food to making money from from us from us purchasing mm -hmm. they put a lot of energy and effort into they care about how their products are perceived and are used there so yeah we any farmers you want to give a shout out to uh we love hensley farms uh and at mm -hmm. vince i hope you hear that i mentioned your name first <laughs> <laughs> we we love vince and and uh, kathy hensley mm-hmm we love Adriel and Patrick at Stonecross Farms mm -hmm. in Taylorsville. Um, there's so many, you know, there's your, so many. Your so face many. just lit up when you started yeah. talking about them. You yeah. just got the biggest smile on your there, face. There's I so many. I mean, video now. <laughs> we, we, ha we have that relationship <laughs> that's like, you know, with a couple of them especially, they're friends now, you yeah. know. They're friends, yeah. and it just so happens that they raise the best lamb and, Mm -hmm. and beef you'll ever get in your life you know mm -hmm. lynn miller mm -hmm. from uh, miller's meats in over in borden indiana these are all really talented people they won't even i i wouldn't think not i don't think one of them would admit that but <laughs> very, very talented people yeah and committed to what they're doing they care about what they're doing absolutely yeah yeah and that really shows through in the quality. Oh yeah, I could keep going, but then we're mm -hmm. just—it's a—it's we're just talking we're about just, farms. Yeah. We're making a list of farms. Yep. Judy at Capriol. I mean, everybody. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, I, I could keep going. I mean, I'm sorry. Do you have Capriol goat cheese there? Oh, of course. Ooh, I might course. have to come. <laughs> well, I'm friends yeah. with her son Sam, so. He's, he he's brings always, it to me. I know. Like, they made a, this awesome spread, and I was like, oh, this charcuterie board was, like, full of so many different types of, like, goat cheese. And I was, like, <gasps> overwhelmed. Ask him, ask him sometime how much, how much Mont St. Francis we buy. <laughs> it's kind of, it's crazy. We buy, we buy a ton of it. We had the chev, just the, the fromage blanc, you know, the straight up just chev, but, mm -hmm. which we buy a lot of, but the Mont St. Francis is... Mm. That's the one right there. That's okay. the key to happiness. Oh, the, yeah. What do you oh, yeah. use it on? Uh, we have a, uh, a a beer cheese appetizer that's that's got 16 bricks baguette, um, which 16 bricks is out of Cincinnati. Okay. It's a, it's a bakery out of Cincinnati. And these guys are just, we're one of very few restaurants that use 16 bricks. Okay. But we make a beer cheese and then... Uh, atop the beer cheese, there's a stripe of that Mont St. Francis, and we burn the crap out of it. <laughs> so there's so many natural sugars, and, and mm. you know, it's washed in beer, the Mont mm -hmm. is. So we brulee it, and it creates a, uh, 
it creates like a nice sugary crust on the top of the cheese. Wow. So you kind of go through that sugary, cheesy crust down into the mm -hmm. beer cheese. So. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm coming just for that to yeah. start with. We sell, we sell a bunch. Whoa. Yeah. We That's sell amazing. a bunch. And then we have it as an option to get on a veggie burger or just our regular mm -hmm. burgers. The burgers are from Black Hawk Farms. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing business with them forever, and they've blown up. Those guys have blown mm -hmm. up. <laughs> well, yeah. Blackhawk, yeah. That's really great advertising, though, to be used in your restaurant if you've got that the oh, reputation yeah. of the restaurant, and then they kind of, like, ride on that. Yeah. That's cool, too. Yeah, I mean, I'll take some, you know, we'll take some credit, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very generous of you uh, to yeah, share right, some right. credit. Thank you. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> no, no. no I, it's, it's my pleasure. Mm -hmm. to, to to have those guys even affiliated with us, no doubt about it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, um, is there anything um, people should look forward to coming up from the Yet Red Yeti? Do you have any new seasonal menu items you want to talk about? We we dropped um, we dropped a fall winter menu uh, late October. Mm -hmm. We used to do four times a year, which was nuts. You know, mm -hmm. which, which it's, it's not nuts, but when you're as busy as we are and have been mm -hmm. doing that four times a year was tough. Yeah. It really was. And it was every, every season we had a new menu. So now we have but summer. But you have to work with the seasonal produce too. Oh, right? of course. So. Yeah. Yeah. We, and, and it's. I guess you don't have to, but you choose to. We choose to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So spring, summer, and then fall, winter are the main menus. There's always off menu things happening all the time you know so we, i need to come in and ask for the secret menu or if you any any weekend at all there will be something off menu okay for food wise for sure do you draw something in chalk for old time's sake about your special no i, I stay, <laughs> do you leave that for your young 18 year old yeah, guys <laughs> i stay away from the chalkboard and, okay. and that's another thing too is we've got We've got people there, cooks there, chefs there, mm -hmm. that have been there for, uh, we've got one person that's been there since the beginning. Mm. Um, and s people, they, they tend to stay there, you know. Mm -hmm. the, the, the kitchen turnover is is really low. Wow, you know? so, not a lot of places can say that. Yeah, and I, it, it's, it's, it's not like they're, it's not like they're, you know, buying gold watches with their, Mm. salaries you know but they just everybody works really well together and I, I try to hire people that really care about what they're doing so mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of people there that make my job a whole lot easier than it should be <laughs> you know there's no doubt and it's gotten easier and easier not that it's easy but mm -hmm. you know hiring the right people is everything it's yeah. you know keeping the right people is everything Mm -hmm. And I love those guys and girls. I mean, you know, they're yeah. my family. That's a perk of your job is who you work with. Like my um, coworker said, I need a bigger office. I need to switch to this other office. I was like, um, but we can look over at each other and talk now. And when people ask me about the perks of my job, I describe being able to do that. So let's just switch and you can have my bigger office. Yeah, what what <laughs> was her answer to that? She was what? like, are you sure? But you have to move your pictures. I'm like. Yeah, but then I don't lose a perk of my job. Come on. Right. <laughs> because, you know, it really is all about the people that you work oh, with. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no there's You no cannot doubt. pay somebody enough to stay with people they hate. Yeah. It, and it keeps you sane. And I find that the, the work is a lot easier. And people don't, you know, they're not 
they don't mind to come in every day, you know, yeah. and it's, it's, it doesn't you really. You look forward to coming to work and see your buddies. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Until you get it's tired st- of them. It's still work. No, it's But it's work. not a burden, you know. Right. It's yeah. not that like, oh, it's not that. And you can tell, you can, you know, if you were, if you would have worked with any of my folks for a day, you would, mm-hmm. you would tell they really love their job. So. Yeah. It's great. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Mike. It was great to get to know you better when you're not working. Yeah. <laughs> and just kind of relax a little bit. And I look forward to coming to the Red Yeti and having some of that beer cheese. That sounds thank amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, I, I really appreciate you having me. Mm-hmm. I'll do it again sometime if you'll have me back. So Sure. You, That's very nice. You spin me another tall tale or something and yeah. we'll get you back on here. Deal. All right, so if you've not been yet, go to the Red Yeti and follow um, the Lou Review podcast to see the next time we drop a new episode. So subscribe so you'll get the notifications. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.